And welcome back to the Remnant Podcast. Of course, I am Luis, aka Audio Life, stunning this nice and beautiful. Jacket. I love it. I saw it and I was like, "Wow!" I know. And this is <laughs> Danny O. All right, Danny. Pouring some new gear too. Oh yeah, I know. Revival I Remnant. I know. If you guys want merch, let us know, man. We'll drape you up. We'll go to the Chinaman, grab some sweaters, and let's go. Let's go. Some of that. What, what's it called? The AAA. The AAA brand. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Pro Club and AAA, That's baby. right. Well, we'll grab Let's some. Go. We'll, we'll print it out. <laughs> we'll send it to the guy down the street. It's all good. Yeah, it's all, all right, Danny. Uh, well, our last podcast was incredibly interesting, powerful. I what do we got it. this week? So this week, um, you know, we're already into the year, what, first quarter? And um, we've seen a lot of things transpire through the United States, through the world. I know we got, and it's, we wow. got what UFOs picking up people. We got China taking video balloons being shot down I for know, no it's, reason. It's all, it's all crazy, man. But in the midst of all that, God is showing his presence in a very powerful way in this country. I would say so. that I really hope that none of the things that are going on are distracting from it, but actually bringing it more to light. And I really, hope that social media brings all that stuff more to light and to see that the revival is starting to happen right in right. this country and around the world speaking of which who's our guest today our special guest a very anointed and talented individual mm. he brings out music that just not only stirs you emotionally but spiritually pastor shalom hey, welcome up? welcome what's up guys it's an honor to be here is it no man it is, it is. we finally get you in here uh -huh. I know you've had you've had like amazing people in here, so I was like, man, I don't I even think I'm gonna cut, I'm gonna make the cut. <laughs> I was in, I saw Mike here. I was like, all right, Mike killed it. And then <laughs> Pastor Bill, actually, I saw Pastor Bills too. So is this gonna be like after Pastor Bill? Yes, yes. Man, that's a lot of pressure because <laughs> he killed it. I was watching. I was I was watching it with Lizzie. I'm like, man, he, like his stories he was sharing. Right. Did you, did you like the one where where we talked about the the one that clocked him in the face? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. Oh yeah. Me and Lizzie, we're listening. Inspired. I loved it because I was like, I was there. So was I. I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, bro. All right. So, for those that don't know, and those that aren't a uh, part of our church, and just you know, tune in to this very special uh, show. Uh, so, Shalom and I have known each other for various years. Uh, through all those years, somehow he's had the grace of God and patience with me to <laughs> deal with all my. That's true. Uh, Somebody has to be tantrums and <laughs> ego trips and stuff like that as an engineer and as a person and as a friend and as a Christian. Uh, if I remember right, we we met each other at a recording studio that used to be up here in Uptown Studio X. Yeah, yeah. And I was telling Danny that back in the day, after it all was said and done, we we could mention just like people. From Mars Hill, couldn't right. mention they worked at Mars Hill. Yeah. We couldn't mention that we were a part oh, of Studio no, no, no. X, man. Dude, he was telling me that. Yeah, we couldn't. Yeah, it was shady things going on. Uh, it was um, not not the workers or the engineers or the musicians. It was just the owner, and yeah, yeah we we we, you know, it it was just a really weird time after. But that's where I got to meet him. I remember seeing him. Right. And of course, I had my little eagle trip. I think I asked him for something he was working on. I was like, oh, I like that. I don't want your vocals though. Yeah, he told me that. <laughs> he told me that. Like, what? I actually, I actually like that about him though, because it was like a beat I was working on. I actually right. didn't do hip hop. It was more like I did more like um, what we just call, like CCM and stuff like that. Yeah, what mm, we call okay. scr scratch tracks. So you know, you just create 
the basis of the music and then you get the idea down and then, okay, we start building this, we start building that, blah, blah, blah. That, oh, that's yeah. kind of a lot of what we do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not all, not recording all the time. So throughout the years, you have been like in one form or another, a worship pastor uh, for different churches before you came to City Reach. How, how did that happen? How did that all start? So, um, so I've always done music. Like you said, I've always done from studio to, to leading in churches um, playing. And, um, I think for the most part though, I did, I was more of a background person always. I was always just piano and maybe like an MD. That's what I would do. I would just, okay. and, and I would be with, with, with cool people, with people that were really talented. Um, and I, we, every band I was part of, like we had an amazing team, but I was always the background people, the background person. I never, if anything, I did vocal, like backup vocals. I never did full lead, anything like that. And, um, I remember it was a one service where I was with, one specific worship team I was with at the at the moment, at the time. And um, I remember he was leading worship and he missed a few things that I was like, man, God's moving here. Like, why is he moving on with the set list? Don't, don't. And I was trying to do my best to like, make sure like we can flow into the, to the next thing. And right. he just, he just wanted to finish the set list. I, I, I've, I've seen that happen yeah, before. Yeah. I, I did a, an event in 10, no, Georgia. And you could see the power like coming down. Like you can, specifically taste the moment like it was about to outpour on those kids and then the program had to go on mm-hmm. and the musicians like yes. i talked with them afterwards and they were like yeah it's not just you it felt so awkward it was so bad that it stopped yeah that after the preaching because they wanted to get to that preacher that after the preaching it's like starting over again getting yeah. that crank going and like god didn't demonstrate himself that day but it could have been so much more but mm-hmm. no there was a program yeah, mm-hmm. so that was the thing, and and after that time, I started seeing it more and more and more, and everywhere that I would go, and I was like, why am I seeing this? Why am I like now seeing this? And I think it was because right. there was something that I was like, I need to step into this, and I never even considered myself a singer. My mom would always be like, you're not a singer. You actually sing really bad. You're a worshiper, and I was like, okay. And I, I know she did it to keep me humble and stuff. Um, but I mean, to this day, that those words stayed in my in my my mind. And even when, when people would tell me something like that. I would go kind of cry to my mom and be like, what do you think about this? And she'd be like, I've been telling you this. Like, you're not a singer. You're a worshiper. And I was like, all right. So wait, you had this guy in the studio confirming the words that your mom was telling you at home? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So he, I remember he was like, he said something like, uh, something kind of like, I love I love the beat, but I'm not loving the vocals though. Because I had my vocals on the right. beat. And then I'm like, all right, well, you can take the beat. It's cool. Funny enough though. So throughout the years as, you know, we've, continue to know each other is when he had his own band con remanente mm-hmm. oh. remnant for those that don't yeah, understand remnant. spanish um back in the day back in the day and oh man we had some fun times i was actually i engineered his cd release that was not that far from here oh, right yeah, yeah. At the salvation army yeah did that at that time of course the other version of rebellious me did not like worship. Even till this day, I'm very selective of the worship I listen to. Yeah, it's yeah. very, very, very few. I'm, I'm, I'm not big into worship music. Never really have. But his album, his album was the only album I carried in my car. Like that, I would be like, all right, I'm gonna listen to this because I need to just go away from a moment and worship. Wow. That album was the only <laughs> album I would actually listen to for like the longest. I'm not sure if I told him back in the day or not, but literally that was, I got to be like 
need Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you feel like you've done a lot and you feel right. very disgusting about what right. you've done. And you're like, <sighs> Where's that album? Where's that album? <laughs> <laughs> Let me push a little more. Hey, well, at least you had a worship album to go back to, dude. Yes. I was, I was like, I feel bad about myself. Let me continue doing what I'm doing. <laughs> Let me go deeper into yeah. this. <laughs> I, no, I didn't say I stopped. I just said I had a pause for a moment. Well, at least you paused. I didn't pause. I just kept going. <laughs> All right, that's funny though. I I do remember Louis in that in those moments, like in those times. There was a lot of conversations I had to have with them to like tone it down. When we would meet up like pastors, I remember this one time I mean, we met this pastor and it was a, it was a pretty big deal for us. Cause this church that we were at, it was a big church. Right. It was one of our bigger churches that we had just started um, going gigging and like going to play different churches. And um, it was a big deal. So we had to meet with the pastor prior to the event. And that's what I did. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to look professional and bring my own sound guy, which was Louie. Right. I bring Louie and this pastor is just sharing his heart, pointing out his heart, like how he wants the youth to be on fire. Right. And Louis interrupts. He keeps on interrupting him about sound and where can I find this? Where can I get that? And the pastor kind of, I guess he gets a little bit annoyed by him. <laughs> and he's like, look, brother, he's like, the day of, we'll figure all that out. But he's like, um, right now I'm just trying to figure out, um, you know, I want to hear his heart and what he's going to do. And then he's like, you, if Louis literally told the pastor, you figure that out. I'm here to figure out the sound. <laughs> I believe it. You guys will all learn today a little bit more about me than Shalom. I can only imagine him telling Pastor Brian that. Like you figure out. Yeah, I was like, oh no, not Pastor Brian. Like, and I remember that day. So he ended up getting his. I think they connected him to a sound. The next sound person that was there. All right. But the the pastor, I remember he came to talk to me like alone, and he's like, "Brother, is he really with you?" And I'm like, you know, I'm trying to evangelize him, but I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win him over oh, to Christ. Dude. I was like, I'm, I'm no. trying to win. He's, he's this close. Yeah, you understand? <laughs> the Lord gave me a mission. I'm going to complete this mission. <laughs> yeah. So oh. those, were, those were days with Louis. And that actually happened a few times, but it was good. He did. The thing is that he did sound so well. He did like, he was one of the best sound guys I've to this day. Yeah. And then, um, and I just loved him. There's something about him from the moment I met him that I just like, I loved his, his, his rawness and his just right. like, is the way, the way he was just so bold. And so like, he'd speak his mind. Yeah. If I ever he, end up in court, you'll be my character. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, Louis is like one of those, you meet him, either you love him or you hate him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's like no exactly. in between. But I feel like he makes life fun though. When people, so anybody that yeah. speaks their mind yeah. like that, they make life fun. Sure. I, I've, I've learned to tone it down a bit. Yeah, he does. <laughs> So around that time, I think after the whole band thing, uh, we we lost touch for a little bit. Uh, you were still living in Whittier, lived in Whittier for a long time. And then we had a friend who had a live band. And all of a sudden, you came in need of a bass player to go up to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I touched bass. Somehow you guys reached out to me. Okay, we did the thing. We came back and then I'm like, I found out you guys had a Bible study in your garage along with your parents and just a couple other friends. I'm like, I remember me like, well, for what church? Oh, no, it's just us. What, what, what do you mean just us? <laughs> yeah. Like you guys just do it? Like it was, it blew me away. I never heard of someone just like, oh, we're going to do Bible study because we want to learn about Jesus. No church affiliation. Wow. We just learn <laughs> about Jesus. And I was like, yeah. Can I go? That's all Jesus right there. Yeah, yeah. But again, that's not how I grew up uh, understanding that. 
I was like, I want to go. <laughs> like I, I was going through like a very interesting moment in my life, and I, I, I needed that. That was on a Wednesday. Right. On Thursday, the same people that were there and some extensions of would all go out and just have dinner. We called it bromance. Mm-hmm. Ah. And again, something else. I was like, I want to go. I want to go. And we took, I took Danny and then we would just do that every week. Wednesday, meet up in his garage, Bible study. Right. It'd be led by one of the guys or his parents. Oh, okay. And it was awesome. Sometimes we'd have worship. Sometimes we wouldn't. We'd just go into it. Didn't matter. But I learned so much. And I was like, oh, these are Christian friends. Oh, <laughs> that's what you call accountability. I didn't have that. Like, I didn't have that at the time. I, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, uh, to your defense, there, were, there weren't too many churches that were actually teaching that and instilling that into their members back then. You know, it was, uh, you had to come to the building to be poured into. And no, no, I under, and now I understand it was the wisdom of his parents and, and himself, like right. the whole family instilled, like, like, you know, Christ first, no matter what. And it was great. And there was times where not just the Bible study, but also bromance themselves, where it literally was just a bunch of Christian guys mm-hmm. letting off steam, having fun, That's going cool. to Buffalo That's Wild cool. Wings, yeah. K-Town, yeah, just yeah. finding something. I remember one time... Uh, my boy Danny had gone through something and he had lost weight. And I was just so mad at the situation that he had gone through. I was like, bro, don't even worry about it. Let's just go have fun today. Oh, all right. All right. And he was down. And by the end of it all, I dropped him back off his house. He was just so happy. Yeah. Again, just that getting together, just having, again, just to get together, laughing, telling jokes, learning about each other's lives. And then you'd go back and be like, it, it 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 was awesome. It was again those concepts blew me away. Yeah. So bromance. Uh, I have a question. Is this where the whole uh, I didn't pay for gratuity came in? That was with the band. Oh, that was with yeah. the band. We had a band <laughs> meeting. We ate a Chili's, yeah. and at the end when we had it all split, it. Our, Dude, our when uh, I heard that story, our I was rapper like, was I like, was "Who ordered gratuity? <laughs> Who ordered?" That's funny. Yeah, we all all the band members still remember that day. That was something. Else. I still remember that day. I wasn't even there. There you go. <laughs> we said that story too many times. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's right. Like those moments, that that season was really was really amazing. Like we, I can I can sit and tell so many testimonies from the bromance meetings, from right. from the Tuesday, from the Wednesday uh, Bible studies, and um, I think yeah, I remember you were one of the testimonies that you were going through such a, like a dark moment i'm here and then you're like mm-hmm. you know, uh just finding the group of people to to love on each other i remember a lot of people rec- reconciled with each other because there's some people that some guys that weren't talking to some guys and they reconciled there there was some in the bible study some people found their 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 uh significant other significant other what yeah i think like two or three people found their mm-hmm. mc actually mc and mc you well no no i was already with there was a few. There's a few people though, for sure. Yeah. You know what? I just came up with an idea. We call it Matthew 18. Put it like a backyard ring, gloves. Just fight for, it out. Yeah, fight it out. Box it out. That's mm. it. Come on. I'm down. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, with all this, I got to know your family a lot more. Your brother, your your brothers, your sister. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, God bless your parents. I know they. Uh, uh, they always dealt with me and what I was be like, Come on, me home. Oh, I'm okay, man. You know, whatever. And as depressed or whatever I was at at that moment. But, you know, I know I 
I, I know, and I'm almost sure enough I can ask them. I, I know I've been in their prayers. My name has been mentioned in oh, their yeah, prayers sure. throughout the years. And, it, and, and it's awesome to see you and the entire family now here at City Reach uh, praising and worshiping and being in a lot of aspects of our church serving. It's, mm-hmm. it's so awesome to see that family unity. It's something that I think I can aspire to. There you go. Come on. So speaking of that, Again, I knew you, uh, I'm not going to say you were jumping from church to church, but you were serving <laughs> one season here and then you were serving some seasons there, depending where your calling was. How, how was the path that led you to City Reach? How'd you end up here? Yeah. So, yeah, I actually did church hop a lot in the beginning. I, that's what I, that's what I kind of did. I was, it's funny because when you get, when you get church hurt, I think I want to say that word, but um, that's what you do. You kind of just look around and find the a horrific place turns out there's no such thing um <laughs> so i did that um there was actually a season i kind of gave up on on i'll just summer up real quick i gave up on whole church and everything just my walk with god i was still i was still trying to live a good life where i was like decent i wasn't like you know going right out. but i was kind of like on i didn't want to lead i didn't want to play i don't want to be part of no churches i wanted to just do my thing and then eventually god kind of like i had an encounter with god where i came back went to a church and then Right away was offered a position as a worship leader. It was it took like a year for me to get there. I had never done that or not or not not even like done. I did. I always did that as like um, volunteer kind of thing. This right. is the first time I was actually offered like a position to, to lead worship. So I did that. Um, I was that was the only that was the only church I did it for you know, like three years, and then I came here. That's that mm. was a, so I came directly here. I had been leading teams and everything though, but letting a worship leader was, was three years prior to this. When I came here, I did, I did was here with um, the initial church that was here. I was here for like a year. And then that's when pastor Brian came. Okay. And then that's where I'm, that's where I'm at now. But honestly, um, my season with pastor Brian and Natalie have been, has been the best season for sure. Like wow. I've seen so much, I've grown so much. I've learned so much. Um, being under them is just, it's just like no one else. Like sometimes like, people tell me that I love my church too much. I love my pastors too much, but I've just learned so much. And even the fact that pastor Brian took a, a shot at me or gave me a chance, I guess you can say, right. Um, they, and they keep on pointing to my life. You would think like, it's like they taught me everything, but no, like they, they teach me stuff on the week, on the weekly, like they'll, they'll throw like little nuggets at me. And I'm just like, Oh my God, that's amazing. I never thought about it like that. <laughs> um, but that was my whole journey here. Like I've, I was, always part of churches that were like really seeker friendly, really um, kind of, we talked about earlier on the dot scheduled, you know, there's no time for spontaneous stuff. You got to finish the three songs before I go up and give a point or before I go up and do this. And um, being able to be part of what's happening here is just so powerful. So amazing. Not a lot of people are blessed with that. You know, so I'm always, I always take that as a real blessing. Like I get to be part of a church that's on fire with pastors who are on fire who are constantly challenging me, constantly challenging me and constantly just going to new levels themselves. And then the freedom we have to worship, to, to do so much and do just be, you know, do everything we want. For, so for there's us. been times now in this period of revival <clears throat> where, yeah, we uh, rehearse just before service. We have a set list and then we're like, all right, we're going to let the Holy Spirit take over. Yeah. And then we completely throw away the list. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. <laughs> Like we're like, all right, all right. and I'm I'm just on the mic telling the guys. I'm like, all right, just see, see, <laughs> give them see. <laughs> we just go, 
A minor? C. A minor. Yeah, yeah. We, it's 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 been interesting. This is the only time because I I again I grew up and I think I've talked about this before where I grew up where the revival would only happen in, when those special preachers came into town. Oh, and, mm. You know that that's when you experience revival. And again, I right. I question the rest of my year. I'd be like, <laughs> why can't we have that all the time? What does it take? I was too young to maybe know or understand how to ask the question or how to live it to see it myself. Uh, And now it's not something having seeing revival here for well over a year is not something I can say I'm used to now. It's that. I guess we're to the point where we're demanding that we make sure that we follow some kind of blueprint to make sure that it happens every service and every service yeah. is different no matter how much fire it is every service is different yeah. and it's mm-hmm. awesome to have those moments where like all right we're not all right some something else something else, <laughs> something else. He's, <laughs> he's going off script yeah exactly yeah. exactly uh so what does your job as a, a worship pastor entail like i'm under you i'm not gonna say it well it sounds a little weird saying this but i am under your jurisdiction and I follow your lead. But I mean, what does it entail behind the scenes? Like, what do you have to deal with to get ready for every service or to deal with all the knuckleheads that are up there playing with you? <laughs> <laughs> the knuckleheads. Um, I mean, honestly, I think my my what I what I do is like I um actually this is recently when I kind of got a revelation of this. I'm here to create the sound of the house and really affirm mm. the sound of the house. And make sure that I protect the sound of the house that, um, you know, we don't add anything. We don't compromise. We don't add anything that's any strange fire to that sound. And um, honestly, also, like, we're here to break open the atmosphere. So Pastor Brian, when he comes with the word, it's just an easy delivery and and people can accept it. And we know that in an open atmosphere, anything can happen. That's when God starts moving. That's when the Holy Spirit starts moving. You see signs, miracles, wonders. Um, So my, my always my purpose is to bring that open atmosphere. But also in titles like in the back, all the the back behind the scenes stuff, I deal with, um, um, you know, just I think there's like 48 people in our team, so it's constantly Dang. making sure that I didn't I'm, even realize it. I didn't there's know 48 that people. Yeah, there's, it's with all our singers and bands. I'm counting everybody. I'm even counting like the media team that helps us on on oh, on slides and sound people. Um, I believe they're they're like they're crucial to the worship. You know, without them, we'd probably sound horrible. Well, people and wouldn't the, know the words. Like, yeah. And that too, and without the slide people, sometimes we wouldn't even know the words. Like, Help us <laughs> I've seen that one. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, they're part of the worship team. So I, I consider them part of the team. Um, and dealing with them, dealing with different um, emotional people, especially with worship people, it's the most emotional people you can get. Jeez. So, it's, but is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's it. It just comes with it. Like I'm, I'm pretty emotional myself. I've right. learned to like kind of like you know control a lot of that, but I'm pretty emotional myself. So it's just dealing with a lot of different emotions. You know, why am I not getting used as much? Why is this not happening? Why is this, why, why is this person being favored? And you constantly have to be like reaffirming everybody, like, you know, this is happening, this is happening. Um, but also like um, seeing the growth in people and connecting with them is, is also something that's so beautiful, you know? Mm. Um, so I love, I love all of it. I love every part of it. And even teaching, teaching. I've been, I've been doing that more lately where I've been teaching what, the sound of the house is what does it look like and that's cool. what is our job as worship worshipers breakers that that we you know we're called to? that's great that you're actually teaching the sound of the house that way you 
pass on that uh that anointing that mantle yeah. of like this is what the the sound of the house is and this is what we're gonna keep well we're not gonna hire any outside talent just yeah, because yeah. We're, we need a slot filled up so uh we all clearly know that you're very talented and gifted and the anointed to lead worship is on your life how or when did you know you were called to lead worship um I think it was kind of going back to where I was saying how, like, I kept on noticing those moments where some people were missing it. I think that's when I was like, I need to step in to fulfill that. And then as time, I actually jumped into it before even, I never really got like, you know how people were like, oh, I had a dream or I had a vision or someone gave me a prophetic word or right. or ever since I was a kid, they would prophesy this to me. That that was never given to me. Um, I would get I would get prophetic words about being like a minister and being like a, a worshiper but never as a worship leader. And then um, mm. I just jumped into it. And as time happened, I would kept on getting words after that. And um, even just like, even now I'd be getting words about being a prophetic worshiper and, and uh, you know, leading and just breaking, breaking stuff with, with, uh, with our sound, with our worship. Right. So I just jumped into it. Honestly, I feel like sometimes you gotta, that's what you gotta do. You gotta just, just jump, jump in the river, it. man. If there is a need and I can kind of yeah. somehow maybe like get to it. And I, the thing is, I think God trusted me with it. Right. Because I got it from an early age and I also didn't want it. Uh, and I feel like God okay. really sees that. Like when I think a lot of youth, when I was younger, a lot of youth want that stage. They want that, like they want that um, affirma- affirmation from people. Like you're so good. You're so talented. But I didn't want it. I've always been kind of like, I'll back you up. I'm a really good person like to back you up. Even with the bands I was in, if you remember, like I had a girl always leading the band and I was just playing. I would sing too. Oh yeah. But I always had someone else. <laughs> Even this in this season, I've I've for those of you don't who don't know, I would always play in the background piano. I would right. lead, you know, but I would have the girls mainly lead it. And then I feel like this season where I stepped out of the piano was really uncomfortable for me because I've always either playing keyboard or guitar. You were a, challenged though. You no, were no, no, challenged. Hold on. It hold was on, uncomfortable for me because I had to be like, like, all right, what is he playing? <laughs> yeah. So because I'm just. A, you forget, and you're like, oh, now, now I have to rely, and I'm like, oh, okay, I have to listen to the song. No, but I remember. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. But I remember that moment. You were challenged to step oh, yeah. out. Big time. You were challenged, like, hey, get into the front. Yeah. No longer hide behind the keyboard. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, this is dope. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. It's funny because the first time I did it, I was like, it was cool. But I'm like, I'm going to go back now. And then I remember Pastor Natalie texted me. She was like, this is game changer. We're not going back. I was like, no, <laughs> like I'm like, and, um, but honestly, like now the way that we're able to, I'm able to flow. I'm able to kind of like even sense the room right. is, a, is a whole game changer where before, because I was so worried about the, the band, I was kind of like, even though I wasn't like the, the pronounced MD, cause I was like, I was leading. Right. I really did have a good touch on the band. I would talk to, I would have like a talk back and tell the band, Hey, don't do this or do that. Or I would signal the, the musicians better. But now that I don't have that, I feel like I, I've um, I feel like I'm up there, and that's literally God. If you're gonna use me, use me, you know. But I've been able to flow better. I've been able to 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 sense the room and the atmosphere better. Um, and it's game changer, honestly. When when you're when you're leading up there like that, it's, it's sure. a big time game changer. You know, as, as an attendee and the server in, in the house, there's been those moments where the enemy has just pushed back against whatever we're doing in the house. And you can see it in, in you when you, like, you feel it. You just keep pushing forward. Like, yeah, for you're sure. like, no, we got to break through. We got to push back. We got to push back. Can't get tired. Let's go. Let's go. That's like, man, that's that's what we need right now. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. I think we've had interesting moments in, in this whole season of Revival Life because I don't, I'm 
maybe speaking out of turn, but I don't think most of us that are seeing it now have ever seen it. Uh-uh. Not at this level. Yeah, for sure. Like, so we've been all learning as musicians how to keep up with it. How it's not four songs and then three points and a prayer. How it's instantaneous. How it's like, oh, yes, please, Lord, please just take over everything. Yeah. Let it not be us. It's It's been a game changer on many facts. And then, of course, Kim stepping off as lead musician into just worshiper has been a change it's yeah that's it, it was it was it was hard it was hard for me <laughs> again that's just me being selfish but it was hard on me it was hard on me because then you got bumped up to your md right no 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 so i was learning how to md yeah. uh but now i'm i have to take more of the reins <laughs> now it's up to him to do all the shots yeah <laughs> exactly shots. exactly and and understanding uh sometimes our singers when we we get a change or this right. and that or we're like oh oh um I guess we're just staying here. Just stay on this note and just stay. Just don't don't move. Like, okay, we're having to figure all that out and interpreting. It, it, it's been a lot harder, but I, once I started seeing what was transforming, I understood right. now. Not that I complained. I was just, again, maybe I was comfortable with it too, to a certain right. point. Yeah. Now we're moved out of that. What do we do now? <laughs> and, but it's, it's been amazing. It has been. So the version of you in this season at this age, um, would that worship leader be the same worship leader that you could have been maybe 10 years ago? Like, do you see the big difference from a young worshiping Shalom to the now worshiping Shalom? Oh, yeah. Big time. The old one, it would be be trash. A hundred percent. Um, it would be completely trash. Dude, you got to respect the man that can talk trash about himself. <laughs> so, first of all, I was prideful 100%. Hey, I, thought, I wow. thought I knew what I was doing. I hey, thought, me right. too. Um, yeah, I think pride is one of the biggest things I had in my life that I thought, you know, I'm the dopest worshiper in California or something <laughs> like that, you know. Um, um, I've always been a good keyboardist. Like, so I had a lot of, um, a lot of my, my, no, I wasn't so prideful about my voice because I've never really been a big fan of even my own voice. You know, it's like whatever. But I've always been really prideful about my, my piano skills. I feel like I can follow anybody anywhere I play with whoever I sing. Right. And that's always been something that was in, in my mind. But there's pride. There was um, there was so much immaturity, so much things that would have gone wrong. That's something that I'm trying to teach our youth now, like the ones that are kind of like jumping on stage, the ones that are starting to raise up is don't look for the stage so fast. Don't look for those spotlights so fast. Because you can, if you're doing it out of place, out of immaturity, like you can fall easily. You can lose sight of what really, what we're really doing up there. Yeah, because then you start thinking the, the applause are for you. Yeah. Dude, that, that's beautifully said. Like for somebody to actually take the time and teach the youth, like, hey, this is what it's going to be, but take your time. Yeah. Don't just jump into well, yeah, it. Yeah, because the biggest problem is, again, me growing up at church, I never got that grooming like that like education right of like no no jesus first i I just got literally as i started as a musician first week was like okay here's do to do major next week here's do to do minor <laughs> and then that was it and then i had to start reading booklets i'm like okay jeez right. <laughs> yeah. nah. so, so i mean i can see why the the i mean outside looking in why the pride would develop though mm. because you're sitting there you're 
you're like building up this talent mm-hmm. to be able to play worship. So now when the applause comes, you're getting that you're receiving that validation. Yeah, you think it's you. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know what's the beautiful part about my whole like uh growing up too was that a lot of my a lot of my um a lot of my grooming and just like growing area, like in in songwriting and just arrangements and everything like that came from a place where I would, I remember I would come from high school, eat something real quick, jump to my garage and just work on music nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. I don't even remember doing homework. I don't know how that happened. I, don't I know. never did homework. I don't either. know how I graduated. <laughs> Not with the same purpose. <laughs> but but um, I, I, I just remember that I would, I would eat, jump to the garage and just work on music. And I would do, I would work on songs. I would write songs about God, songs about my life, songs about like, what I wanted to do. I would even do musicals where I remember I did something about like the life of David. Um, oh, ooh, that's dope. I would just do stuff like that. And, but it kind of like, I was, I almost felt like God protected me in a way where I wasn't constantly looking for stages. I didn't want that. Um, mm. I, and then that's what I'm saying. I think that's why God really used me. Cause I feel like I never really seek that. Just recently I told one of our youth, I'm like, look, if you're going to look for a stage, go secular. They pay better. Um, wow <laughs> I was yo like, i love that no, 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 that's I, the boldness and the truth right there like hey i told him that i'm like they pay better and you can be like you can start now like you can literally i'm like you have everything it takes you have the voice you have the looks go do it you could be the next like i don't know who's like popular pop star now but you could uh-huh. be like the next selena gomez or something um i'm like but if you're gonna be a worshiper and like you're gonna be a, a carrier of glory a breaker like it's gonna Ooh. take time to be hidden breaker to be awesome. to be like you know, it's going to take time for you to get up there. And it's not going to just be like, the stage is not everything. You know, like it's just being on stage is not everything. It's going to take time for you to like, to mature and to, to, to be able to do it with the, with the power and passion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. With all this going on, how do you balance family? You have three kids, your wife, uh, you now moved out a couple miles away now. Yeah. Like, how do you balance it? Especially because you and Liz both serve here. Yeah. How does that work out? Um, honestly, Liz, 100%. Um, Liz is fire. Like, she's so, like, she's such a, a good mom, good wife, good everything. Um, but we also have, like, my mom who helps us a lot. Um, and then my sister, Lily, who's always, like, she's always in our house kind of thing, just helping us and, and being with us. But when it comes to serving here, um, we usually live with my mom, her mom, or Lily. So we're thankful that both our moms come to church together um, or Lily. <laughs> that helps. Yeah, and then on, on, and then, and then obviously we have like a, an amazing nursery and, and kids space where we can drop them off during service and they love being there. Like Jazzy's homeschooled. So she loves coming to church. Uh-huh, <laughs> this, okay. is, this is like where she gets to meet all her friends. Right. right. Yeah. So, I mean, ha, about Liz, like, has she always served in like media and all that? beforehand because that's one thing i don't know about her like her mm-hmm. serving at church i've never gone to church with her no so I, at her old church actually where i met her she was a bass player did you remember i told you that she was a bass i player? sold i sold my bass yeah, to yeah, you, you years ago yeah, yeah and then she stopped that blue one yeah and she stopped so she was <laughs> so when i met liz she was playing bass at her church and i was like dude that's so far like i need to talk <laughs> you're to like that's girl. hot yeah that's hot. yeah i was like i need to talk to that girl and then um oh, but yeah, she played. She would play bass. So she was always in her in in worship. Her and her sisters were always part of worship team. Not until recently she moved into like helping with the live. She helps with our live stream. She does like the audio and she's up there making sure the cameras are working. Everything's working. Um, so that's why people probably don't see her as much because she's up there in that little room, like hitting away. Um, but 
she honestly, she's kind of, she has a heart where she's like, anywhere I'm needed, I'll serve. Whether it's nursery, right. whether it's with, um, you know, like right now she's doing live stream. So she's, she's responsible and she, she knows what she's doing. She's like, I've taught her too, since we live together. I'm like, this, I'm going to teach you everything I know about lives. So That's what know, I do with Yvonne. Yeah. And, and she gets it. She gets it quick. I, I recently, for those that don't know, uh, Liz, Shalom's wife. Is a barber. She is my barber. Yeah. You don't need one. You're fine. <laughs> Every once in a while. <laughs> Let it grow out long enough. Long enough. Sure Anyways. Uh, she's been my barber for years. And I may have mistakenly, since I wasn't going to church at certain periods, just sat in that chair and used it as a confessional. <laughs> like I've literally sat there and Stop, she knows dude. way too Stop. much more of my life than she should. Like, she does. Like, I've sat there and I've just been like, like so how was your week, Louis? Uh, mira, I'm going through this. I went on a, I went on a date and this and that and blah, blah, blah. She knows way too much. What's funny <laughs> is that my friends that have gone to her, right. same problem. Same exact problem. Wow. They just sit there and because she's easy to talk to and she's, she's like a humble person. So it just spills out. So I've been doing this for years before they got married, after they got married. I think that was one of the few people I kept in contact even after, like, we stopped talking for just a right. little bit, you know, like, not like we weren't texting each other every, like, every other month, but she was the constant. Um, obviously, you know, yeah. even even now with little hair thinning, I still go to her. Yeah. <laughs> I just sit there. That's and it's, crazy. it's been interesting. And I get to hear her perspective on stuff. I've gotten advice. You know, just like, as I'm asking, you know, no, no, a seven, a seven, you know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 been interesting. Yeah. I, I've I've asked her to come on the show, and she's like, oh, you know, she she is a very humble and shy person, yeah. which would be interesting to interview. I know, <laughs> yeah, because she's got stories, all of my stories though. She has all these stories. <laughs> she does. It's funny because she doesn't tell me like a lot of stuff, like, but I know that's like it's like a barber thing. Like you go and you kind of like spill it out all out to them. Well, I can see her using that as like uh, you know a ministry. Mm-hmm. Oh, she you does. Know? She invites a lot of people to, to to our church, and she's like constantly. Yeah, I, I remember one time I did challenge her, and then I'm like, you can start saving more people if they they're opening up to you. It's like it's 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 the right time, you know, right. people already. Um, so she has been using it more for sure. That's what's up. Yeah, as we see, uh, you know, well. If you haven't been living under a rock, we've you know you've seen the revivals that are busting out everywhere, mm. and it started with the chapel out in Asbury University. As we've seen in Asbury, revival has broken out here, you know, out here at our church and out there in Asbury. But this has been going on for well over a year with us, yeah, here, yeah. And uh, what are some of the challenges that have arisen to make sure that the fire doesn't go out from a you know a worship perspective? Um. Some of the things that I think, um, so one of the things that will, you know, we talk about like uh, revi- revival and things that can actually like burn the, f- the flame is obviously we know it's like just like not being united for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're united, we could do anything. Like I love what Pastor Brian said on Sunday. He said, uh, alone we're a voice, together we're a force. Mm-hmm. So when we start looking at things like critiquing each other, comparing ourselves to each other, we start losing the main focus, which is God, you know, which is what he's doing. And I think also like the spirit of religion, it's something that's always going to like come against revival when we start getting like 
when we start putting our preference into the move of God or why is he not doing it this way or if it was really like I think you, we we saw this in the when the whole thing started happening in Osbury um people started saying I saw a bunch of videos even before I can see like even for myself like what was happening there a lot of people were uh, criticizing it this is not happening it's um it's through this different denomination it doesn't fit our criteria like they're not speaking in tongues. Like, you know, it's not real revival. We're not, this is not happening. What? So stuff like that. You know, I yeah, started, the, I, the revivals, the professionals. Well, I, you know, I, I, <clears throat> I, I started seeing that after I saw uh, videos and clips from Asbury, mm-hmm. you know, where people were coming against it, saying that, like you said, this is not real revival. This is not what it's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about a generational gap. So how do you even know what it looks yeah, like? Yeah, for sure. You know what actually really shifted my mind was I'm going to give her a little... I hope I can say her name. She's cool. I mean, she's cool with me, but Victoria. So Victoria. So Valor. Actually, Valor right. went to go to go. Valor Christian College. Valor Christian College yeah, in Ohio. They went to go to, to the revival. And um, I told Victoria, please share with the worship team what you experienced. I, 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 I had messaged her just before that, too. And I asked the that? same thing. Yeah. And I told her whatever it is, if it's good or bad, like just, right. just share your, your thoughts, whatever you, what you felt. And she wrote like a humongous, like, like she could have written a book about what she experienced over there. But the one thing that I saw in all her writing was how it was a young generation. She said even like they even let, I think like the they were letting twenty five and under in, like they were giving them priority over like any adults or any anyone older. And she said these words that were like they really impacted me. And like I was like, oh, that should wow. tell us something. She said, yeah. there are no professionals here. There's no worship pastors. There's no pastors. There's no revivalist um, professionals. There's no um, there's no like you know people that are like. There's no professionals here. There's no one that does this for a living. Everyone here is just like, they're a bunch of noobs that just want God. Mm. Like, they're just a bunch of young people. And not, not, not like, oh, I know how this goes. Right. And, or yeah. I wrote the book on this and this is not what. what. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And then just seeing clips, like the clips I've yeah. gotten to see, being here and seeing it from the stage, seeing it on my phone, I'm like, yeah, that's revival. I can recognize it now. Right. And, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. That I wish at that age I could have experienced what they're experiencing, but that's fine. I'm yeah. experiencing yeah. it now. Uh-huh. They are too. Yeah. And they're going to create a following and a yeah. generation for themselves to make sure that it continues. Right. Yeah. Big time. I, I mean, for me personally, I felt it in my spirit when I started seeing the videos from Asbury that it was true revival, especially when they're turning down a professional Oh, well, yeah. worship leaders yeah yeah like, oh yeah we could come out and you know speak or perform no no thank you mm-hmm. if you want to come you can attend but you're not going to be on the platform yeah or um like uh tucker carlson tucker mm-hmm. carlson was actually like trying to get there yeah and he has so much respect and knew that it was authentic when they're like we don't need the media coverage yeah. we're good yeah i heard a pastor he said don't touch it he told everyone, like every other pastor, like don't touch what's happening there. Like you're gonna, you're gonna like compromise. You're gonna get it dirty. No, oh, it's like, let true. It be. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's it was that's something that um even I, I'll share this. Even Victoria was telling me like I was I was challenged into how I was a little bit religious, and she claims to be like she pushes like um she's like 100 percent against religion. Like you know that's one of the things she shouts the loudest is right. like you know we're gonna tear down religion, and she's like I realized how religious I was when I couldn't aside my preferences to just worship with the with, with the people that were there. and she did and she's like i had to like shake off like who cares of this who cares if i can't do this or say this um i'm gonna worship with them and then that's right. when she like experienced like the, the glory and just you know she she loved she loved what she saw there she said 
And then she said this too, because I remember even um, I was talking to someone about it. I'm like, I wonder what's happening outside. Because no one said, no one's talking about what's happening outside. I'm like, if it, I remember I said this, like, if it's true revival, something's happening outside too, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, she confirmed that. She was like, outside, people are play, praying with each other. Mm-hmm. People are like singing songs or worshiping right. outside. Yep. People that are not able to go inside right away. They're like uniting with different churches, different movements, and they're just like, let's just worship. And they're they're doing that. So I'm like, that's that's awesome. That's like almost like double confirmation of what was happening. Yeah, I've there. seen videos of like the people outside. I'm like, it looks like they opened a new Chick-fil-A right there. Like the line is <laughs> amazing. But yeah, they're not just standing there. No, yeah, yeah. they're worshiping. Yeah. Yeah. They're worship- yeah. Again, experiences I've never gotten to see. And it's awesome to see it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's what you said is true, though. Like, the the fact that they're not letting people in to kind of, like, um, you know, because anybody else would have been, like, hey, Bethel wants to come in and, like, do worship. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's let Bethel yeah. in. Like, they're about, to, but they were, like, no, we're okay. We're going to let the, they, they, they've constantly been saying we're going to let the students keep on leading and keep on, on doing this, so. And if I'm not mistaken, it's still going. Yeah, it's still going, right? Still, yeah, the, they it, just moved it, I think. I can confirm, but uh, I believe it's still going, but they moved it and they had a, Cut down on the attendance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the the logistics of it, so many people were going that it was actually affecting the town. Yeah, around I don't the think university. the city was ready for it. Yeah. Right. I mean, when uh, let's be honest, when revival hits, nobody's ready. Nobody's ready. No, nobody's ready. Logistics go out the window. Like, you're here 24 7. Uh, you gotta yeah. call your boss. Sorry, I'm quitting revival. <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it's crazy. But you know what? You know what's something crazy that, like, I remember the week that it happened, um, hunger just started, you know, spreading everywhere in the U.S. People were just hungry. You can feel it. You can sense it walking to services. People were like, if it can happen there, it can happen here. Yeah. And people were just, that's the thing that they were saying. I remember I remember the more service we had. We have like a, a worship prayer night once a month called more service where we just like oh, go that in. And, and that's there, fire. There's no Love preaching. It. We just go in and just pray and worship. And I remember that night I was, I was, we were, a lot of the pastors were praying prior to the service. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was in the back room in the worship room. I was praying. I was like, God, please. Like the people are hungry. The people want you. The people want you to experience you. Like I want you pour out your glory. Like never. Right. I was, that was my cry. I was just crying that out. And I remember God started speaking to me. He's like, do you really want me? Ooh. He's like, do you really want me? <laughs> and then he was like, do you, or do you want the movement and the hype? And, wow. then, and then I remember he was like, even if I remember he's clearly told me, even if no one finds out what happens here tonight, do you still want me? Come on. And that like shook me. Cause I'm like, man, sometimes we get caught up in like trying to like hype up my church. Like, look, revival's happening in my church too. Look guys, look, look, everybody's yeah, no, worse. But okay, it's okay. like, but God was like, God was like, do you, if you want me, like forget about the cameras, forget about posting it on your little reels, right. forget about um hyping it up. Just, just look for me. Just want me. And I think that's why God's using that revival to happen because it's faceless. Like there's no one getting the credit for it. No one's no no one's getting asked to come to their show to, no. to talk and stuff like that. Because I feel like that's what happens when someone sparks something like a move of God. They're like, let's interview him. Write a book. Write a book. You know, write right. do this or, or or start this or give us a, a the sermon ten ways to get revival. Or write a book. You know how a pastor can get revival. Blah blah blah. All that stuff. And I feel like God doesn't want to share His glory. Like he, mm-hmm. his glory is just for him. And I think that's why God's using the, these people, these young people. Well, I did a quick fat, fact check, mm-hmm. and they ended as of today. Oh, today. today. Okay, so then. Wow. We, we were kind of right. Just yeah. as we started. Yeah. <laughs> but that was long, though. Like, they went singing. Two weeks, two, three weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Something like that. It's been amazing. Two weeks straight. 
So now that you bring up our more service, in those more services, we've, I think one of the, I know it wasn't that long ago, but Pastor Natalie felt moves that we need to pray for the pray for the kids. I get that the most of the service was dedicated to praying over the next generation that's coming over, and we all the kids of the church that were attending there uh, brought them up and then started laying hands in that mist. I remember seeing. Uh, Jazzy and Judah laid out like how do you as a parent, let, let alone the worship pastor, like you as a parent, how do you instill that into them at such a young age? And what did they feel like? What was their comments? Like, what did they say? Daddy, I felt this. Daddy, I, I experienced mm-hmm. this. Like, what was that about? Like, how did that go? So, yeah. So I think the one that she's actually, um, she actually got baptized by the Holy Spirit was, was Jazzy. Like she speaks Ooh, songs. Come on. Like at the house, we'll be like, I'm like, come on, Jazzy, we'll pray. And I'm like, all right, so right. I'm speaking in your heavenly language. And she'll say, she'll speak your tongues, you know. And um, Judah's not quite there yet, but Judah's really sensitive. He's kind of like, I feel like he's really like me. Like he's really sensitive to the move of the spirit. Right. So if we're praying and God's moving, like he can feel it. And he he's like in his little, I can tell, I can tell when he's like, he's like, yeah, like he's here, you know, God's here. Like, and, and, um, and Juby, Juby's a little harder. I feel like she's, she needs to get saved soon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's a little over a valley of season. No, but, we, were, we were just talking about uh, how. No me traga. She, she's yeah, not yeah. a fan of me yet. Like uh, She's uh, not other, a fan of me. No, no. She saw me the other day and she was walking to her uh, her uncle and she was, you know, mumbling. Nah, 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 nah. She looks at me and she just goes, no. And just walked <laughs> away. I'm like, oh, man. Dude, I'm like, man. I can't win. <laughs> she's a tough one at what? How old is she? She's a year old. Yeah, no, she's a tough one. She already, she already does. I tell Lizzie she takes from your side, from your, your family's side. It's <laughs> not my side. <laughs> no, but um, but actually, Julie, if we say, "Okay, Mama, we're gonna pray," and then we like, if we kind of like get in posture, she'll throw herself to the floor and just like, she'll just wow. like put her head down. That's she'll, awesome. She'll that's like awesome. look up to see yeah. if we're still praying, and she'll be like, she put her head. Her head yeah, back but that's down. how it starts. Yeah. yeah, that's how it starts. So I think I think doing it at home, like praying at home, having those Bible studies. My mom is also someone's like super like jealous of what they watch of what because she's the one who takes care of them during the day, what they watch, what they um even the music they hear. I come in and they're bumping like, um, what is it? It's like it's some Christian uh Spanish cartoon stuff. It's not even vegetables uh-huh. anymore. I think vegetables. <laughs> I think vegetables went too like they kind of went woke. So I don't know if we're watching what vegetables went woke. They got sold, so they're not. It's not by a Phil Vichy. Oh man. Yeah. Larry the cucumber. Larry yeah. the cucumber was my guy. Right? I know they were fine. We they still watch like the old stuff, like the when they talk about like Gideon or Noah, all that right. stuff, or Jonah. I remember the Jonah movie that was fire. But um, <laughs> I still watch it today. But I think I think it's that. I think it's so. I think it's it's at home. But also like the the fact that our church is so like they want them. And I remember like having those first meetings when we talked about the more service. Right. And I remember Pastor Ali was like, "I want the kids in." And a lot of people were like, no, it doesn't work. They're not going to like, they're going to lose, they're going to lose focus. They're going to be and, too distracted. Yeah, they're going to be distracted. They're going to run around. And then passionately, like, I remember she looked at me, she was like, it's going to happen. Like, they're going to catch fire and they're mm. going to be, they're going to be, and then dude, it, it's happened. Yeah. I was sharing with the worship team the other day. Somebody messaged me, um, and it's a pretty big church here in the OC. They're like, can our, our children's director come and visit what you guys what? are doing? Yeah. yeah. Like, can we go? That's cool? awesome. Can we go? It, it's. Yeah. It's, it's been amazing. wild. Like, 
Okay, for me to, I, 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 I can't remember exactly when I just saw this, but uh, during altar call, a dad came to pray at the altar. Daughter prayed for him. Ooh. Oh yeah, laid hands over him. Wow. I I broke right there because I'm like, I want to see that mm-hmm. in my family when it comes time. That's a beautiful thing to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have no idea. I I remember opening um, when we when we get here at a certain time, like two hours before, like you know everybody's gonna get here. All everybody that's serving, and we get together just before a service. And I remember that they asked uh, little Bill, Pastor Bill's son, to uh, open with prayer. Oh, yeah. So, uh-huh. so. It, it was, again, not a professional. He's, he's, he's a kid. Right. But hearing his prayer, mm-hmm. it moved all of us. Wow. Hearing how he, he asked God to bring down his power. We were, I was Ooh. like, like, I was like, why, why, why do we, <laughs> why do we sometimes like, Overanalyze things. Yeah, like this, overcomplicated. Exactly. Like this kid is asking for it in such and such. You hear it in his voice. Uh-huh. Like it's 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 not quivering. It's asking with all authority. Right. He's not shouting it to the winds, but you can hear the authority in his voice. Like, Lord, bring down your presence over the service, and you're like, oh, childlike faith, oh. knowing that he calls it down, and it's gonna it's gonna happen. Yeah, and it's it's an amazing thing to be witness to be witnessing all of this right now. Yeah. No, no, no. And, and you know what's crazy? The fruit is in the kids. Like, you can see it. The way mm-hmm. they pray. Yeah. The way they pray. They they pray fire down. They're like, yeah. send your fire. You said you would send your fire in the last days. And I, I you know, I call on your fire. Bring, send your refining fire. Um. So you can see that. They're not just like, it's not like fake. Because I remember, the, I remember a lot of times people would be like, oh, when kids talk like that, it's because their parents taught them or, you know, they know the lingo. They've been around it. So, right. But no, they, they have genuine prayers. Um, and you see it. Uh, sometimes when Jazzy prays for me, some of the most beautiful prayers she she does. One of the images that is stuck in my head forever is is when um, it was one of the nights where, like, God was manifesting with some of the, the kids. Yeah. And they were, like, they had, like, a trembling in them. And um, and I remember little Virgil. Do you guys know who Virgil is? Yeah. Yeah, so little Virgil was just there in his knees. And he was just, like, as the girls were, like, you know, like in those in those moments, he was just like, "Send your fire, Lord." Uh, I remember hearing that. Remember that? Yeah, yeah I remember. Send I, your fire. I, I, I remember, and, I was, and I'm like, uh, I just sat there in a moment. I was just like, it was just automatic that we were playing whatever we were playing, and I again, my brain just went into automatic, and I just sat there and I'm like, "Wow, yeah." Hearing this kid, and, and again, you hear the authority in his yeah, voice. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Again, it's and I do understand the. Oh, they've been groomed or they know the lingo. And it's very unfortunate that in the past we have seen that uh-huh. with like Amarjo or other kid preachers that, kid that preachers. They, they they say all these things, but they have no understanding of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Not what I've gotten to witness with these kids. Oh, no, no, no. Because mm-hmm. I, I've seen, I, I don't know these kids day to day, but yeah. I have seen some of these kids and to see them with the great presence of the Holy Spirit and see them worshiping and see them praying. You hear that and you're like, no, that's not fake. No, it's not. That's not fake. You can't fake that. Yeah. The passion, the passion. You can't fake the desperation. Exactly. That that, there's no, there's no acting. When we, 
worship and seeing desperation has a sound. That's that sound. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Big that's that sound. Exactly. And our kids are different. I mean, our whole church is different. Like honestly, like I, that's why I'm, I'm like always talking about it. But like yesterday, I was I was on my way to lead worship. I was already getting ready to go on service, and this little kid stops me. He's like, Pastor Long, did you see the um, did you see World Harvest service? Pastor Rod Parsi was preaching. I was like, No, I didn't. And he's like, There was a girl that was demon possessed, and Pastor Rod Parsi was like, Get out! But he like the way he says it, you know. <laughs> and then I'm like. And I walk and I'm like, that's cool, man. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you know, you can do that too. He's like, oh, I know. He's like, Ooh, I know. Come on. And then, and then I was like, man, like I walk away and then I'm like, man, our kids are just built different. Like, said, I, know. I remember in my age, like kids couldn't even pray for food. Like they yeah. were like, you would ask them to to, to say grace and in a, in a, before the food to be like, no, I don't yeah. want to. Yeah. And these kids are over here like saying like, let me just get out of demon real quick and let me <laughs> let me let, let me cast it out. So like our our kids, it's just like um uh. You know, Pastor Katie, all of them that that are are in there, they're just killing it. Man. Oh yeah, and to also see again, seeing that image of the little girl coming and pray for her dad. Yeah, I don't think I, me as a kid, I'd be allowed to go and go pray for my mom. Oh yeah, because yeah. the ushers would have been like, "Hey, hey, ven acá, ven acá, ven acá, ven acá, where are you going? Cuando vas? No, 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 get the sentadito. Yeah, sit down, sit down, no, no, sit down. But no, it's like you see again. I just remember just. And then laid hands and prayed for him. Well, that's the difference between religion and revival. Yeah. Beautiful. And that's honestly, that's all like vision of, I remember, I still remember that day we had that meeting talking about uh, like, let's let the kids inside when Pastor Nally said that. And I remember after the meeting, she's like, it's going to happen. But but, I think in the meeting, people were like saying the the logistics, like they're not going to, they're not going to be there that long. They're going to be fussy. They're going to be like running around. We're not going to be able to control. And Pastor Nally is like, just wait going to happen like mm-hmm. almost like if she knew this was going to happen you know that's crazy I, w- I always say pastor brian and natalie they're like they walk they live in the future like <laughs> they know what's gonna <laughs> yeah. happen here like god's really like they're really in tap with what god's doing so yeah that's for sure it's crazy well so speaking of worship and <gasps> casting out demons and all that we all know that the grammys <laughs> is the second most watched award ceremony behind the, the academy awards with what was performed at this year's grammys what is your take or response as a worship pastor when you see others at the ceremony claiming to be Christian worship leaders and not standing up or standing, standing against this open worship of Satan? Mm. Yeah. Um, so this is where it gets controversial, right? Let's do it. <laughs> Just kidding. No, nah, I'm, not, I'm not afraid of that ever. I'm, I'm actually really someone that really um, speaks their mind about stuff like that, especially mm. when it comes to stuff like that. I believe... Um, my generation out somewhere down the road, they lost their voice to fear. I believe it. Yeah. There's, yep. there's so, there's so much, there's this fear to getting canceled, you know, like um, there's this fear and it's just everywhere. So I feel like um, as Christians, we need to rise up, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm always, I'm always willing to have that conversation no matter what, no matter how many followers I lose, you know, shout out to all my haters. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Pastor Brian has the best saying ever. Let my haters be my elevators. Come on. He says that. <laughs> Smart. You want to know a funny story about Pastor Ryan before we get into this? It's my favorite story about Pastor Ryan. So there was a pastor, there was a guy that was like, kind of like, um, he was in a big fan of Pastor Ryan in the beginning. And he he had a meeting with me. He's like, hey, be careful, blah, 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 blah. I remember and story. I remember we went to Nam. me and Pastor Brian went to Nam. Right. And then Nam, I, I, I was walking Pastor Brian. I was kind of like showing him the places and right. stuff. And then um, he sees a, he sees the guy. I see the guy. I'm like, Pastor Brian, we should probably head downstairs because there's that guy. Remember I told you about this guy, like he wasn't a big fan and blah, blah. 
And he's like, and then Pastor Brian looks at me, he's like, no, let's go talk to him. <laughs> and then I was like, are you sure though? Like, you know, he's not a big fan. I'm like, yeah. you know, he like this and this and that. He's like, no, yeah, yeah, let's go talk to him. You know how Pastor Brian yeah. is so like loving. So he goes, he meets him. They start talking. I'm there for a little bit. And then I have to like leave and I come back. By the time it's done, the guy's like hitting me up. He's like, bro, please give me your pastor's number. I love him. Like I wow. want him to come to my church. I want him to come preach at my church. Jeez. And I'm like, man, Pastor Brian, like he's just so, he has that grace. So that's one of my favorite stories from him. I think I've used that example myself <laughs> in not so much situations, but in, in, in situations. And I'm like, nah, man, if, if my pastor can be, you know, above and beyond, like I could suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> just be oh, a better yeah, person. Big term, big term. Yeah. He's good at showing the big picture. He's constantly showing me the big picture. Um, but yeah, speaking about like the whole, what, what, um, what I think about that is, so I, I was really looking at it and I did actually post some stuff about it. Um, but one of the things I, I think I would say is the way I would set, see it in the room is it's almost like if what I represent, it's like if I went anywhere, like say I went to an award show, say I was part of the award show and then I, in that same award show, somebody got up there and started talking, like started mocking my parents. Like, I would not take Ooh. that. I would walk out 100%. Oh, You're going to talk about my mama? You're going to talk about mama? You're going to talk about my daddy like you that? Wanna you want to talk know? about mothers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how I see it. If I'm up there, and even even if I put God in my speech, you know, because I think right. a lot of the people that were there, they put God in their speech, and like, I thank God, and, you know, they thought that was enough. But I would have walked out. I would have said something for sure. Um, that's what I would say. Like, if it, was, if it was me and somebody got up in there and mocked God, right. I would leave. I would have stood up and I would have just left. I mean, I get the whole being light in the darkness, but right. that's not being light in the darkness, especially when you're performing up on stage with, with like some of the, the world's leading secular artists. Like that's not, no, that's not to me. That's not it. Now, any other artist that went there, that's a Christian artist that is, is doing that. Honestly, like any kind of compromise to me is just a no, you know, hundred percent. No. Yeah. So I'm big on that. I'm big on hundred percent, especially because, because, the reason why I set up for that so so hard and so strong was because all of our youth, our young adults, and I'm talking about just the Christians, not I'm not saying just our church. They look up to these guys, you know. Yeah. They look at they look at them like they're the coolest um, worshipers out there, and they're amazing. They're talented. I always tell I always tell my friends this. I'm like, this is the year Maverick City is going to get saved. This is the year. <laughs> <laughs> this is the year that they're going to come back and they're going to write some. Yeah, they're the, songs. the Bad Bunny cover band, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> So um there you go, ten followers. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so it's 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 um that would be my thing. Like if, if uh-huh. I'm gonna be in a place where they're mocking my God, they're walking my like mocking my parents pretty much, like yeah. someone that I like I my life is based on, I would definitely walk out. Uh-huh. And I would be loud about it. But you know, that's just me. Like I, I don't somebody once told me like they don't follow me. They're like, I'm going to unfollow you because you're a worship leader. You should stick to your lane and stay only on worship. Like, don't don't talk about that. You don't want to get into that. What? And I'm like, bro, I'm, I have a voice and I know the people that listen to them and follow these people. I'm going to I'm going to say, it. you know, like, I'm not going to put up with the compromise. But you're not just a worship leader. You're a worship pastor. Yeah. So you got to pastor these young up and coming um, artists, singers, vocalists, yeah. you know, instrumentists. And so, like you said, they look up to these bands like this open worship to sing happen and this Christian band goes back up and performs another, you know, segment with these uh secular rappers. And it's like, so you had a mic in your hand and you, you still chose not to speak up against what yeah. you just witnessed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Big time. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, this conversation so far is incredible. Um, now, going back into your position of being a worship pastor, has it always been like how long ago did you feel or how long ago did you experience that? Like, you know what? Worship pastor. That's my calling. Um, I think, honestly, I would say like, I you know, the same way I say I walked into it. I would say like God's been teaching me how to really pastor the people. And he's given me a pastor's heart where before I was really about like me and what I'm going to do and, and how I'm going to do it and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But now I feel like I'm in a place where like, one, I want to teach our younger people how to get there and what to do and not to make the same mistakes I'm doing. Two, when I cry out for revival, when I cry out for God to move, I always look at our church, our people. And I look at our people and I'm like, I love our people. And that's when I feel like I really like I, I can... I can step into that role properly and be like, mm. I'm a worship pastor because I love my people and I'm going to get them to the Holy of Holies. I'm going to do whatever mm. I can to get them there. Where before I was kind of like, I'm just trying to do a good job up here. But now I'm like, not only do I want to do a good job, I want to bring these people with me. I want to take as many people as possible from the, from the people that meet at church, mm. our church to, to go into the Holy of Holies. And I do that by teaching them how to like break open atmospheres, how to like, um, you know, how to press in, how to worship, how to go deeper, how to not be such so emotional worshipers where we were led by emotion, but led by, by, by God's glory and God's presence. Um, and then even my cry for God to move is always like, I, like, I, I think I posted this one time. I'm like, right. I want revival here because I want our people. And it could sound a little selfish, but as a pastor's heart, not many people will understand that. As a, and I know uh, sometimes when I post stuff, I wish I can say like, this is coming from a pastor's heart because it's not coming from just Shalom. As Shalom, I can, I can post some stuff like that. But from a, from a pastor's heart, I want revival in the people that come every Sunday, the people that I've cried with, the people that mm. I've, I've seen grow, the people right. that I've seen come from addiction to, to freedom, people that I've seen that were like almost at the, at the, at the brink of, of getting divorced, but now somehow their marriage is restored and they're mm. about to have another baby, you know, stuff like that. So I, I look at that, uh, the, the kids that play with my kids, the kids that like my little kids, my, that my kids are like, Oh, I love this little girl. Like she did this. She prayed for me. When I cry out for revival, I cry out for it here first. Mm. And then I'm like, God, but just, you know, let it be like a wildfire in the city. But I think as a, as a worship pastor, um, it's hard to call yourself that when you're just looking at yourself, you know, how can I be the best? I want to be the best. I want to be known as the best worship leader or the West worship this or whatever that. But I think when you can be selfless is when you can really truly call yourself a worship pastor. Mm. When you love, when you, when you can root and cheer for like, I'll give you an example for like a Matt, a Matt Estada who's like oh, yeah. upcoming worship leader. He's going to be amazing. I promise you, like you guys are going to know who he is. Like he's just a powerhouse up out there. When I'm cheering him on, I'm like, "Come on, man! Like, I know you got this." And right. and I'm I can't wait to see what God does with them, with any of them. You know, Michaela, like Jaji. When I look at them, I'm like, "Dude, they're gonna be such a strong team." That's right. Um, and I'm just so happy for them. Or when, or even the people that are in my team now, like a Jen, Amaya, like that are constantly like out there. That I'm just like, I'm excited when they kill it. I'm like, "Dude, come here! Like, you're, you're crazy fire." I think that's how I end up pushing Jeannie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, learn these things. Because one day you're going to be mm-hmm. a music director or a worship leader. Like, no, you're, you got to learn this. And now 
you're going to lead a band. And sometimes when I'm talking to her on the microphone, like I can see some of the musicians just like, <laughs> like, no, you're going to lead like one me. day. Yeah. I'm like, it just, it, it could be us. It could be anybody else. I'm like, you're going to lead one day. Like, yeah. go, go, push, push, push. Yeah. She's a little genius. She doesn't, she doesn't like, she doesn't step into it, but she's a little genius for sure. Oh, like, I'll be, I'll be like showing her something and she'll like surpass me already. Like, there's been times where I've walked by the, the YA room when they're like right. doing worship. And I'm like, that sounds like me. Like, it sounds like I'm like, they recorded me playing. Like, you know, isn't it just like me? It's just genie on the keyboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think, I think I can properly say now that I'm like, I have stepped into that role as a worship pastor when I have been, become more and more, I'm not saying I'm truly selfless, but I'm saying I'm becoming more selfless where, where I'm, I'm putting myself aside and I'm just really looking at the people, loving the people, pastoring the people. Um, not just, I think, even like loving on them more than anything else that we can do, loving on them, mm. caring for them, even the church people and even connecting with people. I've been trying to do that more and more because a lot of people don't know me because I'm always, I'm, I'm the first one to be there at church. One of the first ones and oh, one of the, the first ones, ones, one of the last ones to leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So a lot of people are like, even Diana Pena tells me like joking around every time she sees me outside, she's like, you're off stage. That's crazy. I don't know what to do. Like, <laughs> um, so I've been trying to connect with more people like, and it's yeah. been fun. Like, I feel like, I feel like I'm like, man, there's so many cool people in our church that I don't even know, fully know. I I think I've gotten that experience now myself just because of Yvonne, like Yvonne being a a service coordinator. Mm. So uh, they got to know her more, you know, see bubbly and then they see me, (laughs) big Mexican. And then like, oh, oh, he's funny too. And like, oh, okay, how are you? Yeah. And I've gotten to meet like awesome people, like all the awesome people that come to our church in that situation. That's for sure. Uh, one can say that there has been a shift, you know, as we're talking about worship music and gospel music as a genre. Uh, going from being emotional, you know, like before we used to see that uh, worship music used to be about stirring your emotions, how you feel to make you feel better. But now we can see that's more spirit led. In your professional opinion, how does it look like when composing or leading worship where it's spirit led and not emotionally led? Yeah. So I think there. I think there is still, so there's still a lot of emotional stuff out there, but I think for the most part, yeah, I do feel more spirit led, more even prophetically. Mm. There's more prophetic worship now too, especially in this house. I feel like this house, we, we, we really dive into prophetic. We'll really dive into like undignified, just spirit led a hundred percent, like going deep into the glory. And, um, it's, it's crazy because, um, emotions i mean obviously god gave us emotions for a reason we we, right. we we express them and stuff like that but there's been there's been a lot of worship music that has been written to for the purpose to hit your emotions you know for the purpose so i'll give you an example like there's a i'll give you an example so that way i don't throw a shade to any song <laughs> in english but there's like a spanish song i know you you know the song it's called levanto mis manos right. you know? so it's a beautiful song like and it was right. like when it came out it was a hit but it was it was a hit because a lot of people were getting it, it was a hit. The song says, "I I lift up my hands even though I have a, a million problems. I lift up my hands even though I have no money. I lift up my hands even though everything's going against me." So then you have all these people lifting up their hands and they're like, right. "I am broke. You know, I'm I'm really <laughs> broke. I'm really like not broken, broke. I'm broke. <laughs> it is rough. It is rough yeah. out here, God. Like you know. Yeah. So they're 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 it's all emotionally led, and then, um." It's all about like it's all about us. It starts becoming about us, and it's almost like you start crying out to God or like, "Help me!" Like I don't want to be broke no more. Like help me out, you know, this and this and that. 
And then we've lost the whole focus, which is like our worship should be 100% with, with him. Mm. To him, sorry. Right. Not not with him, but to him. Um, so I would try to stay away from songs like that. Something I, I like talking about teaching and stuff like that. I told the youth, uh, I told the the youth leaders that lead worship, I'm like, please do not teach our youth to worship to emotion, music, emotional music. Mm. Because when they come up here, they're not going to get that. When they come to big, like the big church, they're not going to get that. And a lot of times they're going to think like, oh, because it didn't hit me here. It wasn't a good worship. It wasn't, we didn't have a good worship service today uh-huh. because I didn't cry because I wasn't in my feelings. Right. And a lot, most of the time, honestly, some of the best worship services we've had is when we can really be selfless and be like, this is for you, God. It doesn't matter. Mm. You know, one of the best, one of the best um, examples of this was my brother, Ruben. He was working like nonstop, like working and he would come to church on Wednesdays. And he, I remember there was a time where he's like, I don't, I can't come no more. Cause it's like, it's so hard for me to come from work directly. I don't even have time to really shower. I can just have to like, look it over here and be there. And I remember he would be there. He wasn't in, he wasn't in any, like he wasn't ready for, to step into the worship. Right. But I would see him like push himself and he looked so uncomfortable, like dancing and jumping. And I was like, I remember I looked at him I'm like, man, he doesn't have to do that, you know? Yeah. And I remember one service I, 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 afterwards, I'm like, bro, if you, if you don't have, if you don't, you know, if you're not, if you don't have the energy to jump and dance, like you don't have to push yourself that hard, right. you know? Like God sees your heart. God sees you come tired. And then he's like, no, I have to, he deserves my best every time. Mm. And then I was like, oh, and then, and he was like, plus it usually starts off me feeling like I don't want to do this where it's almost like uncomfortable. Right. But in, in, in time, I'm like, I'm lost. I'm too lost to, to even care about what I, what I was feeling. Like right. I'm in the glory at that point. Like I don't even care. So I'm like, man, like if we can all think like that, you know, like come in fully, like I'm, you know, might've had a bad week, might've had a bad day, but God, you're way more worthy than anything, any of my little problems, my petty problems. And we get into it. And then once we're in there, you know, God takes over. But um, yeah, I I try to stay away for sure from a lot of emotionally led stuff because you don't want people to mistake that for glory because you can mistake Mm. that. Even, even times where, that's why I tell my worship team, like, please discern the atmosphere. Like, don't just look at the people. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you can look at the people and you just hit a song that reminds them of back in the day. Like, you know, the, the, <laughs> the services they had. Mm-hmm. And they could be on the floor crying, but it's for the wrong reasons. Not even that the Holy Spirit is, is moving or that something's happening. Um, it could be like, it could just be emotionally led. So I'm always discern the, the atmosphere, discern what is God doing at that moment. They're not crying for the glory. They're crying for Sister Gloria. That yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sister Gloria. Yeah, I mean, there can definitely be like a, a fine line between the emotional mm-hmm. led worship and spirit led. Yeah. But I know I remember watching this docu series of four part of a big church that um, that would they would experiment with songs. They will allow their worship leaders to write music. They would try it out at their service. And if people didn't react to it, they just tossed it out. Mm-hmm. They kept doing it, doing it until they saw people be emotionally led. Isn't that part of what happened at Mars Hill? Um, I, I remember that because they wrote their own music, like everybody. They, right, they right. Music, no, but, but this was a, a bigger church. And I just don't want to, you know, throw their names out. Because, <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. But uh, so the, the, this church came under big, big time scrutiny. A lot of, you know, backlash, a lot of controversy in the, within their church from their home base out of the country to their New York church. And um, they brought up the fact that, you know, their music is great, but it's emotionally led. And how they would come up with that is 
They would write new songs every week, try it out. It would move people. Great. We were using that. If yeah. it didn't, we'd toss it out. And I was like, dang. And that's what came to mind when I was writing, writing this question. Oh, like, yeah. That, that's yeah. bad because then you start catering to the people instead of like, you know, catering to God, to right. the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, so that's bad. There's been times where like there's songs that like they just don't hit with our church. And and if I feel like, no, this is a song for this season, we're going to keep on singing it until people mm. start like, you know, you know? Um, but it makes sense. I've never thought of it that way. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, otherwise, if I do that, people would, um, you know, I would just be catering to them constantly. Catering uh. to them. Now, obviously, there's there is wisdom. And when you choose a song like is this. Like, for example, like our church that's bilingual, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do a Spanish song. Even though, for example, I'll give you an example. La Tsunamita. Beautiful, oh. powerful. Love that song. One of my favorite songs. But in our church, it it didn't go well because it's so wordy. So wordy. Mm-hmm. Super wordy. And then you have to know the context behind that whole story. Like, you know, so um, it just, it wasn't like, it wasn't one of the, the greatest. So, but that I used it more as wisdom into like, people are not going to grasp like, all the lyrics. It's such a wordy song. Um, but yeah, I think there's wisdom that comes with that to to know to know what songs is 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 for the season for the church. There's songs that I hear that I'm like, oh, this is the season we're in right now. We gotta right. do this song. This is what what God, what God you know what would move in our in our place right now. But um, never catering to like that. Like that's not something that I would do. Um, it's more like what the Holy Spirit is asking me to do or or showing me to do. Or mm. and then the times where I don't know, I'm just like, is the Holy Spirit? does he want to do this? Cause sometimes they could be a little bit like that. I'll ask pastor Natalie, I'll ask pastor Brian, like, what do you think about this song? And, and then they'll usually tell me like, Oh, that song's on. It's like, it's, it's on point. It's what we're going through right now. But I think now more than ever, we're writing stuff. Like every season we go through, I think we're writing more stuff, more and more and more stuff. That's kind of like, it becomes, it becomes personal. Cause it's like our church's anthem. So we can start singing yeah, it. Cause yeah. we, you know, like wildfire, Oh, um, wildfire <laughs> is one of those songs that like people, we can sing. Cause we know we heard the sermon. Yeah. We heard pastor Brian preach right. it. We heard the stuff I got. So it almost hits like a, a different way when than when other people, you know. But even when other people, when we have guests that oh, yeah, have yeah, played it for, they're like, where is that song? Who sings it? Like, yeah. From the house. In the house, house, right? <laughs> In the house, yeah. That's true. But yeah, we for sure, it's always being led by the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, I would hate to be to do that. Because imagine imagine if we, we cater to preference, it, it would be disaster. Some people would want more Spanish. Some people would want no Spanish. Some people would want um, maybe less worry. Some people would want more joy. It's like it's uh, that's not that's not a non-convicting song. Yeah, I don't want nothing <laughs> convicting. There you go. I don't want no line of Judah. <laughs> <laughs> Some people love that one. So, it's, but it's yeah, it's it's kind of the same thing. So, as a believer of Christ and being Holy Spirit filled, we can tell a tree by its fruit. Meaning, just because someone or a group calls themselves uh, worship or gospel singers doesn't mean that they are. What advice do you have for a young worshiper, leader, worshiper who's fulfilling the call of of God, but they don't want to, you know, stray away from what the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit is leading them. Yeah. Um, I think I would say one of the, one of the best advice that I learned early on when I was doing, when I was here at this, with, with, with uh, city reach was, Die, die to yourself. Like die mm-hmm. to everything. You die to, die to Come everything. On. Like you know, and then constantly die. Like I'm constantly killing the bad parts of me, the bad sides of me, the the ego, the the pettiness, the pride that tries to creep up again. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. So I'm constantly killing that. And um, 
I think that's the one thing I would say. And then really be about it. Like 100% be about it. I feel like a lot of times we get caught up in just because we're going to church, just because we're not sinning kind of, mm. we're doing good. We're like, we're good in God's eyes. You know, we're not sinning. You know, like I'm I'm always at church most of the time. Right. Um, but if we're not really spending time in the secret place, if we're not really seeking God, if we're not eating the word and not just doing, not just doing like a daily devotional with the right. word. Like if we're literally like just, God, what are you going to speak to me? And then, even reading stuff when it doesn't make sense and then Holy Spirit will reveal it to us. If we're not really doing that, we can't take people anywhere that we can't, we haven't been ourselves. You know, mm, we can't just, on. we can't, we can't just, if not, we're going to be stuck. We're going to be stuck forever in that, in that cycle where this is the the most I can, I can, I can take you. So something I've been teaching the worship team right now is, is the word that God gave me in, in one of our soak nights, one of our worship nights was increased capacity. So if my capacity is this cup right now, it's like this this size cup right here. It's like a grande cup, I believe. Um, it's I can grande. only pour out a certain amount to each of you. Like if mm. I was to pour out to you and to Louis right now, I would only be able to pour out whatever this can hold. But if I had a bigger capacity, if I had like your cup, right. we could probably share a few times, go around. We can probably go around a few TRP times. cup. The TRP cup. So um, we have to increase our capacity constantly because if, if this is all I have, God will not trust me with the next thing he wants to do because I'm tapped wow. out. You know, I'm yeah. tapped out. So this, this is all I got. This is like, I can, I can pour out. So constantly increasing our capacity because there's more, there's more, there's more. Mm-hmm. And every season we, we get, we get to new realms of glory, new things that we experience. So I would say die yourself. Um, and then be real about it. There's, I'm, I've met so many worship pastors, leaders that are not really about it. You know, wow. they're not, not really about it. Um, <laughs> and then also study what you're what you're doing, like as a worship leader, as a worship pastor. Um, really study about it. I've been teaching this to our worship team. I'll, I'll share it as it's. I know it's one of the last questions. Um, it's hard to teach a whole congregation, a whole team, that our praise has power. Right. It truly has power. Like everything that we do up there, there's a purpose for it. We're not just mm. we're not just the 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 little pre show before Pastor Brian goes up. For our audience out there, we need to hear this one more time. One more time. Say Let's it again, Pastor Show. No. So I was saying we're not the pre-show to Pastor <laughs> Brian. You know, we're we're actually doing, we're actually breaking open Come atmospheres on. so that when Pastor Brian comes with the word, it it you know, people receive it well. Right. Especially the word he's been preaching lately, that that convicting word. Yeah. Like there better be an open atmosphere in that place for people to receive <laughs> because like if not, people will walk out, you know, like so <laughs> so what I've been teaching them is is going away, it's shifting away from a, a place where I think for a lot of years right. I, I grew up with this teaching where we're like constantly on the defense, where like the devil's attacking and we're getting hit, but we claim to be holding on into until Jesus comes, you know? Like we're saying like God's gonna come back and we're singing our emotional songs and we're like on our feelings and he's gonna come back and take us from this really scary world and right. you know, we're gonna be with him. Don't worry, just hold on a little longer. But in reality, like the way it really should be is the way that Jesus even even um, you know, even the way even he when he came here, the way he showed us is we're here to cause damage to the kingdom of darkness. That's right. We're here to to break things. We're here to flip this world upside down with whatever we do. So I've made it my like my life's goal that as long as I'm here, I want people to know that I'm going to give God my best years. I'm going to give out everything I have so that I can accomplish that. I don't care if I lose my voice doing it. I don't right. care if things happen like that. I want to be known as someone that creates um, 
creates, you know, creates um, damage to the kingdom of darkness. Someone mm-hmm. that went out fighting, someone that gave the best here, someone that brought yeah. up a whole generation under them and like taught them about the power of praise, the power that we have, the power that there is in their worship. And, um, and not to get, not to be emotional, emotional led worship leaders, but to be leaders that stand in boldness and that know that there's power in their praise and that our purpose is to bring the people closer to God. You know, again, I've gotten to experience and be a part of all of this. Like what, what, what do you see coming in the future for city reach worship? Like, are we going to start working on an album? Like what, what's going on? Well, like, what, what do you see coming, coming, uh, coming up next? So, so in April, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm going to, to prophesy no 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 it's actually it's for sure it's for sure in late april we'll have wildfire released 100 percent. so come on because of the whole stuff that was happening the revivals that was happening people were getting pulled out of everywhere so um so that was moved into i was hoping to have it by the end of march but i think it's gonna we're gonna probably finish it by the end of march and then mix and master i think will be done by mid or late april um, so that's going to be one we're going to try to release Come Jesus Come To which is also one of our songs the one that goes hungry has a sound what? that's one of our songs too. really? yeah Jeez. so we're going to release that one probably a little bit later and then we're planning in June like late June to July we're planning to do a live recording here at church Ooh. and that that's where we're going to record all of our songs like God of the Impossible um, Send the Rain that's another right. one of ours um, all, to the one which is uh, the one that goes all blessing and honor right all those songs right in. Um, we have like two more that we're writing that are, are still like, they're still there, but dude, that's, that's the plan. As that's one of the musicians is going to be on there. Yeah. And as just like, a, I love our worship. Like I, I can't wait. I literally can't wait until yeah, I can't wait. Going. Man. It, it's going to be awesome. Well, with all that being said, I think we're uh, reaching the end point. Uh, Shalom. Uh, I love you. Thank you for coming on yes, sir. Thank and you so much. sharing all these stories with cool. us uh, and with our listeners. And again, if whatever we talked about today struck a nerve or touched you in some kind of way, please reach out to us on our yes, social please. medias or here. And again, if you need help with something or you feel that your life is parallel to what's uh, been talked about today, please reach out to us. Yes, and please. again, if we can't find, we can't personally help you, we will always try to lead you in the right direction. Thank you for listening and checking us out this week. We hope you continue to be a continuous viewer. Yes, please. And we'll see you soon. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. Thank you. <laughs>